The funk means it's Friday, and it's a football Friday as well. Finally here, the final Friday before football season for Illinois, and high school football getting underway tonight. We welcome you in to Sports Talk with Evan Kahn. I'm Scott Beatty. We're going till 6 o'clock. Loaded show. It is back, the Illini Notebook, with Brian Barnhart coming up, play-by-play voice for the Illini. He'll step in and share some of the nuggets he has in preparing for the Illini and Wyoming tomorrow. It's a 3 p.m. kickoff. It's a 1 o'clock pregame start for us in the Ryan Dallas Real Estate pregame show from Grange Grove. And it all will get underway. And then former Illini receiver Mike Dudek is with us yet this hour. Next hour, Matt Daniels from the News Gazette Sports Pages, Bob Osmussen's World According to Bob. We have a new little trivia game that we're going to play and chance for you to win some bucks to spend at the Esquire. That is coming up in this show, so be listening for how you can join and play the game Doing an old-school trivia game on radio. We'll have some fun with that. So that's just a little bit of what is on tap today. It's a jammed show. And oh, also, we may check in with Joey Wright and Colin Likas as they get ready to call the Cola War games tonight down in Tuscola, Arcola, Tuscola. It'll be on our sister station, Light Rock 97.5. White Sox baseball tonight here on our way airwaves against the Arizona Diamondbacks. They are back home for a three-game set after playing a baseball game last night in Baltimore. Mm. And I caught the end of the game on the radio, and you could almost hear uh, the exasperation in the in the booth. But it was, a, it was a White Sox special last night, losing an extra innings to the Baltimore Orioles. And yes, Liam Hendricks gave up a two-out tying home run, but I give the guy some credit for saving 19 straight games, and I would prefer that the White Sox score some more runs instead of just trying to always uh, do the high-wire act in the ninth inning. Uh, and they're banged up, and Luis Robert was trying to hit in the extra innings with you know, not 100% in his swing and all that. And it was just some good old White Sox baseball last night, unfortunately, with how that season has gone. Evan Kahn, good to see you. Hello. That was the longest, like, non... That was the longest lead-up to, like... You know, for a show that we're co-hosting, I I, was, I dominated the first. It was a, a great monologue there, Jay. Yeah, appreciate it. Yep. Yeah. You know, say hello everybody to Evan Khan over here in the band. No, I <laughs> I we we got to backtrack. It, it, are, am I getting too old? Is Dudek getting too old? Did he drop the Y? He's Mike Dudek now. He's no longer Mikey. Well, I don't more know. Dignified. I don't know. Um, maybe he's we'll going by Mike, Michael. Maybe, maybe, I, maybe he's going I, by the fold. Do he, I need to start going by Van? <laughs> Is it, there's something like when you get to a certain age uh, that your name changes? <laughs> no, looking forward to... He to really talk. likes the Y. He really likes it. <laughs> uh, looking forward to, to talking with Mikey, uh, just a, a good football guy. Really excited that the football season's starting for a while um, with, with the Cubs being just really good. I, I kind of ignored football season until October was over which was real cool, but when Illinois football is good and you got the, the Friday night lights going and, and all the fans getting out and just enjoying that last little bit of good weather, um, it's, it's nice when the football season gets here.
year. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see what the high schoolers have in store tonight, and we'll see what the Illini can bring in their first game against Wyoming tomorrow afternoon. Let me ask you this about Mikey Dudek. Is this, and there's no pun intended in this, is it, <laughs> is it fair to say present roster excluded? So I'm not counting Isaiah Williams. But it feels like Illinois has maybe had one dude in the wide receiving core since Mikey Dudek. Maybe that's maybe that's an exaggeration, but the guy that comes to mind was Josh Amater Bebe. Mm-hmm. He was kind of a go to go get it, and I just I'm since Mikey Dudek. I mean, I think there's been a couple of other guys. I can't remember the crossover with you Geron- know Geronimo Allison, Gimo, yep, and 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 Malik Turner. You know, is in the league. Yep. Um, but it, you know, so maybe that kind of counts. Or- but it ju- here's my point. It just hasn't felt like there's been a ton of like dudes not- in the wide receiving core. And I'm not trying to knock them. I'm just saying we all know that it's just been kind of a thin room for the last several years. Well, going back to, yeah, really when, when Ron Zook was here and Mike Loxley, they're bringing in, you know, the Aurelius Bins of the world, the A.J. Jenkins, and, and you go back to, you know, the 01 and you got Brandon Lloyd. Every now and then there, there would be a receiver to sneak up. But, yeah, outside of Mikey Dudek, Catching lightning in a bottle as a freshman, I think that was the last thousand yard receiver, if I remember right. I don't even think Matter Bebe got to the thousand yard mark. Maybe he did. I, I could be wrong, but yeah, they're they're kind of few and far between, and that kind of speaks to where Illinois football has been over the last ten years. The the season when Mikey went off, you know, they they I think they were five and seven that year. If West Lunt doesn't go down, they might make a bowl game. Um, Matter Bebe, the the Michigan State catch. Uh, just countless catches yeah. that year. You've got a receiver. You can diversify your offense a little bit. Gives them a, a, a bit of a different look. But when you don't have that, you don't have a guy that you can go to when you need some some yards in the air. It's it's tough to to get things going on the offensive side. And that's why I'm curious what this season will look like because I do believe the Illini do have a dude in Isaiah Williams if they can figure out how to get it to him, and that's part of Barry Lunny's job. But I don't know. Let me give you three and a half catches tomorrow on Isaiah Williams. Would you take the over and the or the under? I'd probably take the under just based off how you want the game to go. You would hope that Chase Brown and Josh McCray are just kind of beating it down on the run, and you only have to hit Isaiah for one or two plays. Hopefully he gets a touchdown, and they kind of run things off. I figure if he's getting more catches, they're having to get a little more creative than they wanted to on offense. Yeah, it, I thank you, because Wyoming, as we talked about yesterday, isn't particularly big compared to an average Big Ten player. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Illinois should be able to kind of dominate the wear down, I, I mean to say, should be able to wear down the trenches. And if the running game can be what it was last year plus, I think you want to see, from a fan perspective, I'd love you, to see the deep ball. You yeah. want to see some things flying around. But from a uh, Brett Bilma perspective, you probably want to keep it as vanilla as possible and go, yeah, we'll keep the rest of that for Indiana. Mm-hmm. Comma, but like to see some reps in there tomorrow, too, so that you know you have some confidence going in against Indiana. I don't know how that all plays out, but I don't know that we're going to see an air raid tomorrow. No. If, if it's more like, here's Chase Brown, gain a six. 
here's Josh McCray gain a six first down repeat that's where yeah and that's that's what you're probably expecting most of the season out of the Illini even even still you know a, a good game or a, a game where they feel like they can take advantage of the pass I still can't see them passing it I don't know what the season high was last year but 20 times maybe there's a, a game where they air it out 25 times but most of the time you're going to see 30 to 40 carries from the running backs you're, you're going to see some some rpos that turn into runs because hopefully they've got the pass going and they're covering it that so you can you can just give it to the running back but there's just a, a, a lot if there's question marks it's just how the offense is going to be deployed you know the quarterback position we don't really know the wide receivers you know are they going to do anything but really what what is the, the scheme going to look like? We've been told it's not going to be UTSA. It's going to be more uh, of what Brett Bielema has done, but they brought in a quarterback and they've got four wide receivers listed as well as three tight ends. So kind of makes you think that they, they might want to pass it a, a little bit, but it all remains to be seen tomorrow afternoon. Well, what else is going on here today? The Cubs are going to try to continue to mess with the Brewers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cubs throwing Justin Steele has been solid, more than solid this year. He's been really good against Freddie Peralta, who's a pretty good pitcher. That game is yeah, that game is at seven ten tonight up in Milwaukee. We mentioned White Sox hosting the D-backs and at guaranteed rate, and then the Cardinals get the Braves tonight. Jose Quintana. Lefty against Spencer Strider, who's got the stash. And uh, we'll see what what the Cardinals have uh, to keep things going here. Will Albert be in the lineup? Oh, I haven't looked. They're out. They, this is uh, he's getting pretty close to about the time. That's a right-hander. Uh, they're listing, yeah, they list him in the lineup. I'm telling you, they got to, and maybe maybe they will keep playing him because just the, the way that things have worked out. And I saw they just got Yepes back uh, today, so that might take some AB's way. But who did I see? Somebody somebody went to the IL or, or they sent them down. Uh, Hensley's back in the bullpen, so you they, they like to see that. I mean, he was throwing gas in the All-Star game. That was fun to watch. But I, I'm going down for the first time, I think, in like five years to a game at Bush on Sunday. Um, fam Bam's getting together, and, and we're going to go gonna go watch the game. It was supposed to be a, a Sunday afternoon game, but the Braves are really good, and the Cardinals are really good. So got moved to the Sunday night slot. But, uh, yeah, looking looking forward to that. So uh, you might not be in at 7.30 on Monday morning is what you're saying? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I now, don't reckon. This will be, be interesting because you and Bob, then Bob Osmussen, will be on the same page on Sunday. I, I would imagine. Are you the uh, who? You my second favorite team is whoever's playing the Cardinals. No, no, <laughs> I'll be. I'll be wearing. I, I already got it planned out. I've got my my Harry my Harry Doyle shirt just a bit outside, and I'll wear my Illinois hat. So we're staying completely Switzerland on this thing. Stick into the neutral. But you have. Been on the field with your Cubs jersey at Bush. Uh, Cubs shirt, yeah. Oh, Cubs shirt, yeah. I ripped off my playing jersey to reveal that I was from the dark side. <laughs> Just like when the uh, eye block or uh, exactly or, or Spike Squad or who, whoever you know kind of sneaks in and then very very scandalous. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, all right, that is uh, some of what's going on. It's basically, I mean, at football, it the haze in the barn. Uh, they had their 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 final media and 
full practice yesterday. There was quarterback club yesterday. This is all quiet right now. Radio silence from Illinois football, and then it gets it gets going tomorrow. Of course, we're tailgating starting at twelve thirty, and our show starts at one. Yours truly, Evan Kahn, Michael Martin, Brian Barnhart, Lauren Tate. Supposed to have a visit from Brandon Lloyd tomorrow as well Thanks. to our pregame tent. And then, of course, we'll be back here after the game tomorrow. Fasteners, etc. Postgame show. If you've been a longtime listener, you know the drill. If you're uh, relatively new, we take calls and texts after the game tomorrow. Break down what you saw. Uh, your 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 feelings about the game. That's what we do, and uh, it'll be a fun day. So Brian Barnhart will be back in the booth tomorrow for another season. He visits with us in just a moment. You've got Sports Talk. The music means it's a funky Friday, and Fridays in football season and basketball season mean the Illini Notebook with Brian Barnhart, voice of the Illini. It's brought to us by Guido's, Jupiter's, Billy Baru's, and Seven Saints. Here we go. Season number something for you. 21, I think. All right. That sounds right. You have 46 to catch up to Vin Scully. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that'll yeah. be... Uh, that's that's a long time from now. Yep. So. And you get to... Uh, I don't know if you ever wanted to, but you get to call a Cowboys game, but not not Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys. actually, uh, yeah, Dallas Cowboys. Brad Sham mm-hmm. has called the Cowboys for a long time. He's a good one. He really is. And so, uh, yeah, it's uh, Wyoming Cowboys. Never, never. I don't think we. Well, we played since I've been doing the games. We haven't played Wyoming in basketball, but we did play Wyoming in basketball. I think in the NCAA tournament. Oh, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. No, this is their first matchup with yeah. Illinois, and yeah. uh, they've only ever beaten one Big Ten team, mm-hmm. Wisconsin, back in the eighties. Yeah, they got a really good coach. Uh, he's a guy that coached at North Dakota State, which they've been a powerhouse at the FCS level, and he's done some really good things at Wyoming, which I think, I would guess, would be hard to recruit to. I mean, the, the it's beautiful out there, but it's you know the state's a little remote, and it's uh, Laramie, Wyoming is. You know, is where the campus is, and it'd be interesting to see where they recruit. I know, uh, talking to their play-by-play guy, they get a lot of players out of Colorado, and as you make sense, and Nebraska, which would make sense, and Texas and California is where they get their speed guys, and that's it's where they recruit, <laughs> and they build their offensive linemen, or at least their uh, fullbacks are from Wyoming. Yeah, I noticed that on their roster that they have this new innovative position called fullbacks i didn't know those things were around have you unveiled what they do and what their purpose is (laughs) i think they talk about that in we are marshall do they yeah yeah isn't he the one who came up with the i formation maybe not it's been a while since i've seen that movie beats me i just remember Mm -hmm. it's the guy in lost is in that movie too and he seems (laughs) to be typecast for shows with plane crashes and matthew mcconaughey is he? Oh, well, football and something in the South. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. I digress. We digress. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, so they're going to. So it sounds like they're going to play some old school smash mouth football. It's what they've done in the past. They ran the ball really well last year and they didn't throw it all that well, which sounds a little familiar, right? I mean, it's, when you look statistically, the two teams are almost dead even in a lot of categories. Uh, time of possession. Illinois was about 50-50 with the opponent, same way with Wyoming. Uh, Illinois got off to a slow start, then won a couple of games. Wyoming got off to a 4-0 start. Then they were 4-4, and and they had to win a couple of games at the end to get into bowl eligibility and then won the bowl game. So they finished 7-6. and 
but uh, they've lost uh, the the odd stat for them is they only have three seniors on the entire roster, and two of those are transfers. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a younger team, but a team that I mean I would think if you're not ready to play it could pose some problems. They you know uh, coming in here they they've got they've got nothing to lose, and I think Illinois is you know a, a favorite at home obviously to win the game, but I think Illinois needs a really good start, good showing. Uh, I would call it one of those no doubters. Let, let's just win the game, leave no doubt, and get ready for Indiana. That makes sense because. I think at some point, size and talent probably will take over. But like you pointed out, Greg Bull is he's a really good coach, and he knows how to coach football. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you don't want this to be like let them hang around. And and even if Illinois kind of squeaks one out towards the end, I think that would be probably disappointing. Yeah, uh, I, I would think you so. Wanna, you you want to just see that the, the, the team's made some steps. I think ideally if you can have Chase Brown run for 100 and some yards – Get him out of there with you know in and out with little with minimal injury risk, you know have Josh McCray have a big game, have a really solid game from Devito, have your defense, you know keep up what they did last year in the second half of the season, the last two thirds of the season really, um, and then you know you don't have to open up the playbook as much and you get ready for Indiana, you give them less to see, so that would be the goal I think ideally if you can get that done that would be great. By the way, Tommy DeVito's starting quarterback. I don't I know if you've that. heard. Yeah, that yeah. Uh, broke right about the time we were at quarterback club yesterday, <laughs> and uh, came through, and uh, so that's good. I, every that was the worst kept secret in town. Everybody knew it, and I think what they decided eventually, just based on the social media, is to take advantage of the social media and have a have a fun with it. You know, <laughs> as opposed to well, if everybody thinks that's what it is, then let's have fun with it. I would think it's look. Wyoming knew yeah. they had to have known, but if they didn't. Finding out Thursday, they've already wasted, would have wasted right, right. most of their practice week. Right. And maybe and, preparing for Art Sidkowski. Yeah. Yeah. It was like when Ron Zook would run the swinging gate on the extra points. It gave the other team something they had to spend more practice time on. And as much as Illini fans really didn't care for it, you know, that was the basis for doing it was to give the other team, and they have to spend extra time in practice just working on that. And, um, uh, Speaking of Ron Zook, they, they had mixed results. I what think. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Ron Zook, you got the Ron Zook era logo <laughs> this is, on. This is some old school. At least it's not yeah. the shield. But I've got to. I've yeah. got to get an updated polo. I'm not a polo guy. <laughs> yeah. The, but this is the eye block with the circle around. Circle around. It. It. And I, yeah. every time I see it, I think of Ron Zook. That's right. <laughs> yeah. It's just good the, times. That's the era. Yeah. Yeah. Not terrible at all. It turned out. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, Tommy DeVito is the starter defensively. I think they're going to be okay. Yeah, I think so. Still have Sidney Brown back there. Now, you are going to miss Kirby Joseph. I think he was he was huge in last year's defensive turnaround. So I think uh, having Sidney back there, I'm interested to see more of this Matt, Matthew Bailey, see what he can do. I think that's a great story coming out of camp. Uh, you've got Quan Martin, they tell me. Uh, I'm going to talk to, uh, you know, talking to Brett Bielema today about him and the leaps he's made in camp. Uh, that's been uh, pretty fun to watch and... So, you know, they, and you think the frontline guys, I think, are all really good players. Randolph and Johnny Newton and Tariq Barnes. And I know Dark Angelo has come on pretty strong at linebacker. And so they've got some really good players. The, uh, the question I think a lot of people are waiting to see is how much depth is there behind those guys at all those positions? Uh, cause the really good teams can just plug in the next All American. Mm-hmm. 
and we don't at Illinois, and, and similar at Purdue or Indiana or any of the teams, the rest of the teams in the Big Ten are trying to get that depth built up. And that's what I'm kind of curious to see how that develops over the year. Yeah, I, I kind of wonder those first three guys that you named, the, the couple up front, Tariq Barnes, those are mm-hmm. some guys that you, you wonder if they have good years that they might not be here in Champaign-Urbana mm-hmm. come this time next year. But also with looking for a blowout, I, I think if they can build up a lead, people are wanting to see those underclassmen get some time mm-hmm. because odds are at some point they're going to have to to lean on a, a little bit of that depth. Sure. And can Calvin Avery, who's not a young guy anymore, but a veteran, he's lost some weight. You know, he's he was a guy that came in with a lot of tackles the first year and then just kind of disappeared for a while. And if he can have a big senior year, that would be that would be huge. Yeah, I'm curious to see what the wide receivers will look like mm-hmm. tomorrow. Who gets targeted? Obviously, we know about Isaiah Williams, but how will he be targeted? Mm-hmm. A lot of little front flips, jet sweeps, punt returns, or yeah, you know. but or are they going to air it out, or are they hoping to air it out a little bit? But are they going to hold that back? Uh, to not let Indiana know what they can or can't do. But I, I would think the goal with Art Sikowski is make those 10, 15, 20-yard slant and out pattern throws. Put them where they can be caught and just keep moving the ball. Um, yeah. Who was it yesterday we were talking about? I Maybe mean, it was Nick Cortaro. Uh, just, you know, it's not as exciting sometimes. You're just gaining six, eight yards on a play as the big flashy stuff. But if you keep doing that, Gotta move. Right. you're just... you. You keep pushing it deeper and deeper. Yeah, Jay Lehman, we talked about that this morning because he said if you can get five or six more first downs a game just through doing that, that makes a huge difference to keeping drives alive Mm -hmm. and get third down conversions. And instead of being third and eight, it's third and short. Swing it out in the flat to Brown. Maybe you get a big play. There's all kinds of things that could happen. Yeah, by the way, next time he's here, offer him some coffee or something. (laughs) Just kind of wake him up. Yeah, he's – and I've heard him a lot more animated than he was today so mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah there's sort of a baseline yeah. animation yeah well the good news for saturday is people aren't going to need their coffee because it's an afternoon mm-hmm. game you get to see the the fans maybe a, a little more than we do up mm-hmm. close yesterday we had matt stevens on and, and he finds it what was the word confusing he, he doesn't feel like the the excitement in the fan base is as high as maybe it could be with a team coming off five and seven brett bielma building up stuff what what have you seen as you've been out here in the last couple of weeks yeah the fans I've, I've talked to are pretty excited about getting started um the question is is there enough of them you know mm-hmm. and 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 that's been the problem is getting enough fans uh excited to come not just to the tailgate, but come in the stadium. I mean, the tailgate looks great from, you know, my when I look out the back of Memorial Stadium from the eighth floor up there, it's like, man, there's a lot of people down there. <laughs> but they need to be in the stadium, and I think that's the key. And I think what part of it is is people are waiting a little bit of a show me. Show me what you got. You know, there's all this talk. We've heard, you know, the last three or four coaches have come in and all said, you know, hey, we're going to do this, and we want to fill the stadium, and we want to – and then they eventually get let go, you know, and and so I think people are, and I think Brett Bielema is the one guy I think uh, here that can get this done. Uh, but but even he and, and his team have to show that it can be done. And uh, I think they're putting a lot of really good building blocks. This is very much like Brad Underwood's first couple of years, where you you could see them getting better, but it didn't necessarily show up in the numbers. And then, you know, attendance had fallen off some in Brad's early years, and people were like, okay, show me. And then once they took off, then it, it, it fills up pretty fast. So I think once, once they can win some big home games, some games maybe they're not expected to win at home, uh, but have, build momentum. 
Because the Wisconsin game a few years ago, nobody gave well, they were forty point underdog. Yeah. <laughs> nobody gave them a chance. Mm-hmm. So you went into the game going, "Oh, okay, we'll see what happens." Now, if you can build, you start three and one or four and zero, oh, and then you get a home game with somebody, and you got a shot at, you know, continuing to get towards bowl eligibility. Then people, oh, okay, let's go check it out. And so he's got to get to that point. All right, Brian, let's open up your notebook, and it's brought to us by Guido's, Jupiter's, Billy Baru's, and Seven Saints. All right, Wyoming, uh, last year, 7-6. and six. One of the wins they had uh, when they started 4-0 was at Northern Illinois, 50-43 to 43 in that game. Uh, they wound up losing some games at Air Force. They lost to Fresno State in Laramie, lost to New Mexico at home. So they're really struggling, and then they won at Utah State. It was a really good team. And, of course, now the Utah State quarterback is at Wyoming, and the Wyoming quarterback is at Utah State, if you follow that. Uh, as far as coaches that have been at Wyoming, Bob Devaney, of course, went on to fame at Nebraska, Fred Akers, Pat Dye, Dennis Erickson, and Joe Tiller all coached mm-hmm. at Wyoming. Of course, uh, Joe Tiller came from Wyoming to Purdue mm-hmm. and had great success, and he's kind of the, the, the offense he ran at Purdue is what he was running at Wyoming when he came to Purdue. Uh, also, of course, uh, Vic Coning was the head coach of Wyoming. Didn't have a lot of success. Wound up being a great defensive coordinator, of course. A couple of notable players, Josh Allen, I think everybody knows. Jay Novacek uh, also played at Wyoming. Started playing football there in 1893. And we talk about attendance. Their record attendance at Wyoming is 35,000. Huh. So the capacity is about 31,000. And the uh, stadium they play in opened in 1950, cost $1.5 to build. <laughs> okay, $1.5 million, uh there. As far as the Illini go, games against teams from the uh, Mountain West, Air Force, 1980 was the last meeting, 1-0-1, when we used to have ties. <laughs> Utah State, 1-0, they played them in 1989. Fresno State, 0-2. Yep. Yeah. yeah, remember the 53-52 <laughs> December game up, with, the, with the lineman that made the fumble recovery. 25-23, they lost, uh, I think, out in Fresno. In oh nine oh in in oh nine and ten, Hawaii played them once, lost to them in the 90, 1992 Holiday Bowl. Two and zero against San Diego State, one and one against San Jose State, including a thirty eight thirty five loss in oh two. First year I was doing the games, <laughs> so I don't know if I take any responsibility for that. We mentioned the defense, <laughs> Illinois last year. 21.9 points per game allowed, down from 35 the year before, so that's substantial improvement. And the Illini, fourth best in the Big Ten in Big Ten games, points allowed, 18.9. And only one of four teams to win two games against AP or college football playoff teams on the road. Of course, the wins at Minnesota and Penn State, Mississippi State, Fresno State, and Boise State, the only other teams to do that last year. And as far as Chase Brown goes, Chase, 71 times last year, faced eight men or more in the box. Okay? He still averaged 5.9 yards per carry (laughs) in those situations. 71 times he was eight men or more in the box. So pretty good numbers for Chase. Teams, I think, will still dare Illinois to throw until they show what they can do. Hopefully they can do a little bit more. With Tommy DeVito, hopefully so. Yeah. All right, Brian, we'll welcome into another one. Very good. Thank you. Yeah. We appreciate it. Appreciate our sponsors, too. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be doing it every week. All right. The Illini Notebook with Brian Barnhart, brought to us by Guido's Jupiter's Billy Baruz and Seven Saints. We're going to talk to former Illini receiver Mikey Dudek. That's coming up. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. 
Funky Friday Sports Talk. Scott and Evan with you. We're going to talk with Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, and some high school football next hour. We're going to try and we are going to play a, a new trivia game. Chance for you to win some uh, gifts, gift certificates to the Esquire. So that is all coming up. But right now, former Illini wide receiver Mike Dudek is with us and also part of the Field Pass podcast joins us now. Mike, how are you, man? I'm good. I'm uh, looking forward to tomorrow. Finally, how are you guys? Yeah, uh, great. And uh, we are. We were talking about this yesterday. We're we're glad that talking season is almost over <laughs> because it's yeah. more fun to have game season than talking season. Even though we do that for a living, so great. Uh, great to have you on. By the way, you just had a birthday. So happy birthday! Yes, I did last Sunday. Thank you. Yep, and uh, twenty-seven. Yeah. Wow. And you're uh, still up Chicago area, uh, living the dream. Yes, uh, living in West Loop, which is a, a nice little area out there. So it's going great. Uh, well, great. So hey, um, w- wanted to talk some Illini football and uh, all uh, all attention. Not all attention. Let me back that up. Attention will be on the offense, and there's a lot of expectations for Isaiah Williams this year. And we had this conversation a lot last year. How can the ball get in the hands of Isaiah Williams more? Is it purely a function of there's a new offensive coordinator and he can make it happen? Uh, how, how does that happen? Yeah, you know, Isaiah, you know, obviously converted from quarterback to wide receiver. Um, so there's some benefits to that for him, you know, just having to learn the entire offense as a quarterback. Um, his feel for the game is is a lot better than somebody – you know, who maybe was a defensive back and then transferred to receiver. But, you know, as we saw in the spring game, you know, Barry Looney's going to do whatever he can to get creative and try to get the ball in his hands because he's a playmaker, and, and I'm very, very excited to watch him play. Um, and, and I think, you know, he's going to have over a 1,000 yards this year. That's my, like, bold prediction is Isaiah Williams is going to go over a 1,000 yards. So. <laughs> I'm excited to watch him play and, and see how they get him the ball in space and, you know, just let him do his thing. Now, as a receiver yourself, if it's uh, one of those little shovel flips, right, in, as you're coming by in motion, that counts. That's a pass. Uh, right. you, you, you're taking that? You, you're fine with that as, as counting as a receiving yards? Yeah. No, I, I wish we had that. Uh, when, when we had Rod Smith as our offensive coordinator, that was a play. But before all the other coordinators I had, we, we never had that as a play. So it's a nice little easy catch to get. And, you know, if you break one for 50 yards, it's, a, it's receiving yards. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, what, whatever you can do to, to get yards, I'm, I'm cool with. And it's a big yak, too. So it, it really yeah. it's a win-win for you. Yeah, we'll just call them all-purpose yards. Then, then you, can, you can get rushing yards, receiving yards. Even if he returns kicks, then, then we'll throw those in there as well so that we can get it right. Mikey, this is Evan, and I just kind of wanted to get your what, – what is the message in a locker room before a game like this? We, we know from the outside that it's a bye game, and a lot of the fans are expecting to win. Inside the locker room, what is Brett Bielma saying to these guys to – to make sure that, that they stay on point, even though this is a, a different Wyoming team than last year, that it's a, a team that can come in here and, and maybe do something like UTSA did to the Illini last year. Yeah, you know, it's it's a game that certainly shouldn't be overlooked, and, and I don't think that, you know, what's being preached in the locker room is, you know, that Wyoming is a young team. They're coming on the road to play, you know, 
the Big Ten, a Big Ten school, and, you know, there, there's not a lot of pressure on them to win because everybody's, you know, expecting Illinois to just roll through them. Um, so they're going to, you know, come out, give it everything they got because at the end of the day, you know, if if they do lose, you know, it's it's kind of expected. So I'm, I'm sure Brett Bielema's, you know, preaching that to the guys. And, you know, if we're able to build off what we did last year, I, I don't see us, you know, not running away with this one early. So I'm definitely excited. Um, and, you know, those guys having gone through the last four or five weeks in camp, which is just brutal hitting the same guy every single day. I'm sure they're pumped up and uh, they're ready to go. And as far as a game plan goes for a first game, what what are you expecting out of the Illini as far as showing a, a little bit of difference versus or, or with balancing not wanting to give too much away in game one with eleven games to go? Yeah, so so typically, you know, going into any game week, I'm, I'm just going to use very simple numbers here. Let's say a playbook is a hundred plays, right? Going into to a game week, the the coaches will script you know 25 to 50 plays that those are the only plays that you're going to run throughout the game um so i i I definitely think we're going to try to keep it as vanilla as we can but at the end of the day you know we still need to win so if you know we're not pulling away or it's a tight one you know i'll see them could see you know barry looney calling some stuff that you know he likely was trying to save um but you know at the end of the day like i said it's just trying to get the win and you know, they'll do whatever they need to to get that. Follow-up there, Mikey, on what uh, Evan just asked, specifically in that wide receiver room. New offense, how important would it be to uh, get some reps in against a, another opponent passing, even if uh, you're in a comfortable lead or a comfortable position in the game where it's maybe better uh, strategically to just uh, you know chew up the clock on the ground? Yeah, no, that, that's a great question, um, you know, because it takes a while to, you know, get accustomed to a new offense. And, and these guys have been working at it for the last eight months, you know, against the same guys. So to go out there, you know, in a game and, you know, if you're up by a lot, I, I don't it, – it's almost like the unwritten rule, you know, you don't want to run up the score on somebody. So I, I could see Coach Bihuma just, you know, continuing to run the clock. But at the same time, it would be good for those guys to – you know, get live reps against other people and, you know, work out some of those kinks because the following week is is a huge one against a Big Ten opponent. It's felt like, obviously, Isaiah Williams and then coming into camp, maybe Casey Washington is the, 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 the top guy in the slot, but the chatter this week out of the locker room is, hey, watch out for Pat Bryant, watch out for uh, uh, Brian Hightower, they could have some some breakout seasons. Plus, you have some young receivers coming in that uh, they've been high on Hank Beatty and uh, Sean Miller, who's been a little bit dinged up. And then you got the transfer, Jonah Morris. Uh, so, a- any sense from you on? Uh, you said Isaiah Williams or a thousand yards, but uh, any anybody else you think might be really complimenting him? Yeah, you know that was my biggest key to you know, the offense this season, because Isaiah is, is clearly, you know, the number one. And, you know, the, the depth is there, but it's going to be about somebody stepping up on the outside and really, you know, commanding that number two receiver spot. So Casey, Pat, you know, any of those guys, if they can come out and have a productive season, then, 
you know, it just it makes the whole offense, you know, less one-dimensional when all the pass plays, you know, would just be going to Isaiah Williams to know that you have a reliable guy on the outside who can go and make a play. So hopefully one of those guys that, you know, you and I named can, you know, take over that number two spot because it would help the whole offense. Now, Mikey, you're a, a wide receiver from the state of Illinois that went to Illinois. And, Let's be a little more specific. Of course, we got to talk about Naperville. Yeah, but, thank you. But the, the, the specific town doesn't matter so much as the state itself. But, but as we look at, at those wide receivers, all four that we listed off, none of them are from the state of Illinois. And we hear talking with the Wyoming guy this week or, or with other Big Ten teams, they say, well, we go to this area to go get our skill guys or our, our, our speed guys. What is it about Illinois in the north that is unable to produce the same kind of talent? is down south uh you know I, that, that's a good question uh maybe because you know it's warmer in the south year round I, <laughs> but I, you I did it no yeah I, I mean there's there's a ton of athletes you know in illinois in the midwest um it's just going to be about getting those guys to to come play for us um you know because there's so much recruiting competition around this area you, know, you got Purdue right here, Northwestern, you know, Wisconsin, and then obviously the big boys, you know, Michigan, Ohio State, Notre Dame. So there's there's a lot of big schools who are going and, and getting the, you know, top talent from the state of Illinois. And, you know, if we're able to, to lock that down going forward, which it seems like, you know, Coach Bielema is really putting an emphasis on that, you know, I, I think we'll see some, some better athletes, you know, on the team that are from the state of Illinois or the Midwest in general. Well, Mike, before we let you go, a couple of guys you played with or crossed paths with uh, or, you know, were in the same locker room with, Jake Hansen, uh, got a, mm-hmm. got an interception yesterday, and albeit in a preseason game, but that is that is something. And obviously Doug Kramer yeah. getting a, a look with, after getting drafted by the Bears, plus some other guys in the league. you got to be awfully proud uh, what those guys are doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Jake, he's one of my best friends so i you know was texting him after that and he was super pumped just knowing what you know all the injuries that he went through and um you know for him to to come out on top you know whatever happens makes the team doesn't like he he got an interception in an nfl game and you know that's something you dream about as a kid and you know for me as his friend you know i'm I'm so pumped for him all those guys you know allegretti kramer as you mentioned you know those guys are you know, living out the dream, and it and it's uh, it just puts a smile on my face. It's always great to talk with you. And uh, are you coming down this weekend? Or are you going to get down for some games? I am not coming this weekend, but yes, I, I'll be down there. I, I still need to pick a weekend to go to, but I'll definitely be down to one or two games this season. All right, well, come stop by and see us. It's, it's great to talk with you. All the best, Mike Dudek, and we'd love to do this from time to time here through the season if your time allows. Yeah, no, whenever, whenever you guys want. I, I love talking about Illinois football, and uh, thanks for having me. And uh, we'll, we'll see what happens tomorrow, but I'm excited. Great. Hey, thanks a lot. Mike Dudek, thanks, Mike. former Illini receiver and now uh, hosts The Field Pass, which is his uh, podcast dedicated to Illinois football. Great stuff. We appreciate it very much. We'll do our transition. Hour two is coming up. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. I want to remind you that um, Body and Soul Sports has what you need for your feet. If you're a walker, a runner, just uh, moving around a lot. And uh, they recommend 
making sure those shoes aren't too worn out. Might be time for a new pair if they are wearing down. That could lead to not only performance issues if you're a, a runner, but could uh, lead to comfort issues or worse, some pain and that kind of stuff. So just bring them by. Ask them uh, what they what they think is a time for a new pair or not. I recommend my friends Body and Soul Sports. Also, they're hiring right now. If you're in need of a uh, part-time job, they're looking for some sales associates. So you stop by and reach out to Mike Lindemann at Body and Soul Sports. We had a good time, Evan, talking with Mike Dudek. Coming up, Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, and we're going to play a new game, A Chance for You to Win. And we'll check on the high school guys as well. Should be fun. More football. News update right now. You've got WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Back with Hour 2 after this.